guys. And Mama K. Hi, everybody. And tonight we're reviewing Men in Black International, the uh, fourth Men in Black in the Men in Black film series. Uh, and the first one to not star Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, he's Will Smith's been, been busy. busy, I guess. Yeah, he yeah. was uh, a genie. genie. Of course. <laughs> and then he's going to be in uh, The Gemini Man, which is that one where he's him and the younger him. And he's in the, Yeah, Will Smith versus Will Smith. Yeah, it was only a matter of time. Uh, <laughs> we'll and, win. <laughs> and uh, then he's got like an animated movie coming out. So I mean, whether it was he didn't want to come back or they couldn't get him back, we we got this is kind of like a spinoff. Uh, the only character who's still in this from the original is uh, what's her name, Emma Thompson's character. I think she's in the other ones. Um, Do you think but, this is a reboot as opposed to a spinoff? Do you think they're trying to like you know re up this and have it be a Hemsworth Thompson? Yeah, I think I think their goal is. Yet to make probably a trilogy out of this one. Um, we'll see if that happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, so. This is the fourth Men in Black. Have you guys seen any of the original, men, the, the, the original trilogy of Men in Blacks? I'm gonna have uh, you answer that for me. Jess has never <laughs> seen any Men in Black. I. <laughs> I'm going to guess that very same thing about Jess. Yeah, not you're right. Seen any of them? <laughs> yeah. <Aww. no. laughs> well, okay, and I'm, have you seen like? Yeah, well, I'm not much better. I mean, I, I saw the original, and yeah, and then that was pretty much it. All right, so I've actually only seen the original as well. I did not see the other two. <laughs> oh, what? Um, <laughs> no, surprisingly, I, I usually like to go back and rewatch uh, other movies for the franchise. Um, I'll probably do that later in the summer for some other big tentpole movies coming out but no this one i didn't feel the need to go back and watch mostly because i heard the other two are pretty bad uh the third one i've heard three wasn't bad yeah i heard three was like fun like it kind of knew its niche but like because like the first one's like a legitimately good movie i think um yeah and like like it's pretty original um like silly but it's it's got a good story going on the the chemistry between uh tommy lee jones and will smith is really good especially in that first one so uh, and that came out what like a little over 20 years ago they kind of come out every four or five years um which is weird for trying to keep your audience you know that's that's a lot of time in between in yeah, because this thoughts. is such a 90s concept. Like, this was, you know, yeah. first one was in 97. This would have been good if they did one every two or three years and kind of kept with that. I think it's kind of, its concept starts to get dated and passed up by, you know, franchises nowadays doing similar themes, but much better. And yeah, so this is something that, I don't know if anyone was asking for a new Men in Black, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> but you we, got we it. are... Yeah, we got it. We are less. We are all less familiar. It sounds like than the average Men in Black fan, I guess. Um, right. So let me just read a synopsis then of this current Men in Black, this new one. Uh, the Men in Black have expanded to cover the globe, but so have the scum of the universe. And to keep us safe, decorated Agent H, played by Chris Hemsworth, and determined rookie M, played by Tessa Thompson, are partnered. An unlikely pairing that just might work. As they face a new alien threat that can take the form of anyone, including MIB agents, they must join forces on a globe-trotting adventure to save the agency and ultimately the world. It's pretty dun, much what dun, happens. Dun, dun. Um, in yeah. fact, that's so exactly what happens that I, I, going in, had you guys seen the trailers for this movie? Yeah. Yep. I thought they looked okay. Pretty fun. Yeah. But based on the trailers, I was like, oh, I, I think I know every single thing that is going to happen every beat every right. twist every I'll put twist it in and turn yeah and you know some movies i i know i figure out quicker than others some i don't figure out at all um this one i think i got a hundred percent of it within the first act like i was like all right i'm right this is exactly how this whole thing is gonna go <laughs> uh did you it guys sounds like the antithesis it? of yeah it sounds like because i just listened to i am mother and I, it sounds like the antithesis of that. Like, y'all had no idea where that was going to go or where it was going to end up. Whereas I texted you in the middle of this movie going, oh, guess who the baddie is? <laughs> like, exactly. You know. yeah. We're not in spoilers <laughs> yet, but here? I think, um, yeah, I think a savvy person could probably figure out pretty quickly. Uh, just, yeah. I guess, Jess, since you don't really, I, I know you don't typically watch movies to try to figure that out. You're just kind of along for the ride, typically. Did any, were any was anything surprising? Did you uh, see anything not coming without spoiling anything, I guess? I think I just didn't care. 
Oh, <laughs> to all right. Think about that's it. a good. Yeah. That's a good sign. <laughs> uh, before we get into it, this is directed by F. Gary Gray, who has done a lot of movies uh, and a lot of different movies. Uh, he started his career with Friday. Uh, I think a lot of people like that movie. It's kind of a cult classic. Uh, yeah. But he's done The Negotiator, Italian Job, Law-Abiding Citizen. He did Straight Outta Compton recently, uh, The Fate of the Furious. So he's done a lot of different, mostly action and some comedy. Honestly, not really different. Those are all kind of the same movie. No, Except for Straight Outta Compton. That was pretty good. I feel like Friday is very different than, you know, Fate of Furious and Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, and- that's, well, yeah, that's what I was saying. Except for Friday. I think the other ones are, you know, kind of. He also did Set It Off. Be cool. I don't. Uh, some of these I've never really, yeah. Oh, looked set at, it off. But. That's very different. That's what I'm saying. He's done a couple of different things of varying quality. Some of those movies are completely yeah. trash, and some of them are pretty good. So his name um, is confusing. I don't like Gary Gray. I mean, what? F. Gary Gray. Who would I know? But why? I don't know. It's all He's... the same letters. I don't know. I don't like it. F is different. Anyway. If it was G. Gary Gray, then I would agree with you. Um, <laughs> I feel like the F was added. Just to be, like, obtuse. I don't know his real name, so... Alright, well, before we get into spoilers, if you haven't seen it yet, it is in theaters now. It just came out last week. Um, see how long it lasts in theaters. It is not getting good reviews from critics. Um, no. We'll let you know if we agree or disagree with that. Um, but we rate things here at Films with a Woman of My Life on four criteria, and those are the characters, the plot, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Um, we start with a flashback, uh, and there are two parts of the flashback. One is, uh, in 1996 where Molly Wright, that's our Tessa Thompson character later on, uh, she's like a little kid and her parents get, uh, neuralized by men and black Asians cause there's like a, um, little, little baby alien running around. Uh, that looks blue. like a gremlin. Yeah. Totally. Kind of gremlin like he, uh, like a blue he, gremlin. he reminds me very much of, there's a Rick and Morty episode that really reminds <laughs> I love me Rick of, a, and Morty. <laughs> of a. You'll have to let me know just if you've seen the episode. I'll talk about it later because there's a part that is completely a Rick and Morty episode. Like, almost beat for beat. The characters in the scene are like exactly the characters in that episode. And we'll, we'll get to that. But it, I was like, oh, this is the only kind of fun thing. And it's a total ripoff of a much better thing. I was just going to say, but they stole it from someplace else. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It had to have been intentional. It was just so similar. Um, but then there's uh, the 23 years later, we have uh, Agent H, which is Chris Hemsworth character and Liam Neeson's character, who is high T. Uh, so I don't understand that. Hi, hi, he's like the guy in charge. But was the other guys in in the other Men in Blacks were they called like High L or? Oh, I thought it was I T like tech. <laughs> oh, oh my god, he's like the tech guy. No, it's <laughs> and he's, he's High T. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I took it sort of as a take on like iced tea or ice cube or you know. <laughs> What I are don't those? feel it, like that's what that is. I feel like I feel like it's just because he's he's in he's in charge, <laughs> so he's the high ranking member. Um, I don't know. Uh, they didn't want to go with like 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 leader T or or master T. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I like master T. That's like master P. Okay. okay. Well, moving on from that, uh, that's that's our the the two of them are partners early on, uh, Agent H and High T, and they are fighting this <laughs> creature. Like it's kind of like a nebulous blob uh, that they call the hive, uh, which can right. like take the. F- it's like a a mass of energy, dark energy, and it like takes people over and uh, takes their form. Yeah, it takes the form of them. So I feel like we've seen this in other things before, um, but yep. th- that's the plot. Um, they I like the and it's something from the original. The neuralizers I love in Men in Black. I think it's a really good device to keep the public from knowing what's going on and it's fun to have this i wish thing. i had that device yeah it's awesome it's really it's clever <laughs> I, I like it a lot um and uh that's definitely i'm gonna say one of the better things in this movie um uh moving forward to when like the plot actually gets going molly because her parents memory got erased when the little alien was running around the house but they didn't see her her memory wasn't erased so her whole life she's devoted to finding aliens and she is interviewed for all these different like government cia fbi positions but 
she doesn't want to be in any of the regular divisions. She's like, I want to be in the alien division. And they're all like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, there is no alien division. So she kind of like stalks, uh, or she has like a satellite that she built herself and like traces all these different things coming in and out of the atmosphere. And yeah, she's as she's to- doing her telemarketer job, just on the side. Tracking space. Yeah, I don't know why she wouldn't just take a good FBI or CIA job. I guess so she could have her free time to to look for aliens. Yeah, but that's not suspicious at all when you're doing, like, customer care. You know, we care, and then all of a sudden your screens look like, you know, NASA. That makes no sense. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a telemarketing place. I don't know if anyone's paying attention to anything or anyone. Except for her on. neighbor, her next-door neighbor. She, he's paying attention for the short time we see him, and then he's completely gone. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. I guess he is he is there <laughs> saying a couple funny things, question mark? I don't know. Um, he's I just kind know. of bumming around there. But she, when she catches, she, she gets to the agency when she goes through, like, this invisible fence that the men in black use to, like, cover crime scenes so that the regular people don't see them. Um, I don't remember it being like that in the, in the original one I saw. Maybe it was like that in the later two. But it just seems like there's a million opportunities for more people like Molly to stumble across aliens and not get their mind erased because the men in black weren't there on time. It's just a consistent plot issue I have the whole time that I have to kind of push to the side in order to even try to, you know, suspend my belief and be in this world. Um, (laughs) Because Molly is like the only one of her kind, like the only one who knows, but like, come like, no, that's. I don't buy that, but all right. Um, <laughs> so she gets to go to the thing. She follows the vehicles and gets back to the the main headquarters. Uh, the pug at the door talks. I guess that's an that's alien. Consistent. I think I think that's from a different one, either the second one yeah. or the third one. Maybe I, I must have, must have just thrown him in here for like a cameo. Just be like, I oh, there remember? was a talking. I think there was a talking dog in the first one too. Yeah, I think I Is remember there? it in the trailer or something. Huh. I haven't seen that first one in a long time, but uh, yeah. Okay, the, the dog's yeah. there, the cameo dog. Um, and so is uh, Agent C, who is, uh, that's Emma Thompson's character. And she is about to erase her mind, but she convinces her to that she's got all these skills and that she's willing to leave her life completely alone. She's like, I have no family or friends. I'm like, well, did your parents die? I thought you still had parents. I guess you don't <laughs> care about them. You don't have any friends? What about the guy in the cubicle? I guess he doesn't matter. I don't know. She just, like, completely gives up her life in an afternoon because this is what she wants. Um, right. I think that was meant <laughs> to say, like, she was devoting her life to do this job. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I just feel like even even for someone isolated, it would be tough knowing. It's not like we her parents died that we know of, and it's not like she's, like, this weird antisocial person. She seems pretty... Like, she's, she's, she's super, like, smart, techy... But not. Yeah, I don't know, man. We first see her in bed. She's laying in bed and she's reading, and she's what seven or nine or whatever, and she's reading Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time. So <laughs> she's, she's definitely a different kid. Born weird, you know. Yeah, and I would think if there was somebody who didn't have friends, etc., it would be her. I mean, she's super cute. Let's give her that. I mean, Tessa Thompson's very cute, but she could still wind up being the total outcast. All right, I guess you guys didn't have as much of a problem suspending your belief of. Yeah, I'll just leave my entire life behind and go do this thing. I know it's what she wanted, but even a moment of struggle would have been nice to confirm she's a human. Um, I but, guess, but she maybe she knew she was going to ha- end up with Hemsworth. I mean, that's worth it. Oh, that's right definitely there. worth it. <laughs> that's who we meet next. <laughs> Boom. Um, when she gets like accepted as like a preliminary person after a little montage of like her trying on her clothes and her little guns and gadgets and. She goes through like the tunnel underground, basically a bunch of little Men in Black gadget stuff. I like all this. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's it's very of the first one. Like it, it really feels like it's in that same world, which is nice. It doesn't yeah, feel it does. like a whole different yeah. thing. And when she gets to like the headquarters, High T is now the head of the London branch, and H is like a member, like a, a senior agent, and he's part of like this little council that meets. Uh, as is, uh, what's that guy's name? Oh no, Agent C, I've been calling, um, Agent C is that guy. Yeah, Agent, Agent C is o that guy. Is, yeah, uh, Emma Thompson's Thompson. Agent O. Um, yeah. yeah for, for, it's, you know, they're just letters. I mean, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, Agent C is, uh, Raphael Spall, which I like in other things. I like him a lot. He's in Black Mirror. Anytime a Black Mirror person shows up, I, I like that very much. Um. Isn't he in Harry Potter? Timothy Spall mm-hmm. is. Oh, different Spall. I don't know if Are Raphael they related? Spall is. I'm gonna go with Yes. 
Yep, uh, Timothy Spall is Rafi Spall's dad. Oh, okay. So there you go. I think his name is Rafe. I don't Rafe. know why you're calling him Rafi. You know I yeah. don't say names correctly. Um, like Rafe Fines. Okay. But his is spelled Ralph. I know his is pronounced Rafe, but this is his is pronounced R A F E. Let's talk more about Liam Neeson. Uh, yeah, so Liam Neeson's <laughs> in charge of this little council, and uh, and those are the only two agents we ever see on it. Other than him, is Chris Hemsworth and Rafe Spall. Uh, and Rafe mm-hmm. Spall comes off as like a like a sniveling kiss ass kind of guy. Like a weasel. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's like a weasel guy. And you can tell he doesn't yeah. really care for um, Agent M or Agent K or H. Asian H is like, the, he was the big man on campus because we don't see it in the beginning. Like we get the cutscene, but him and Agent T, and they say the same thing every time, nothing but their wits and their their M7 ray gun <laughs> something or another. I don't know. But like right. that's the thing. is like he's the big hero. Him and, and High T is in charge because they beat the the hive oh so many years ago. And so he's been kind of coasting off Eiffel that. Tower. Yeah, at the Eiffel Tower, and he's been kind of coasting because off this... that since then, and slowly gotten like lazy and kind of uh, reckless. And fell in love. Um, he fell in yeah. love. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, yeah, that yeah. the girl later. Um, that's that's part of the whole Rick and Morty plot that I'm gonna get to. Um, but before, <laughs> and he I also mean, had like tentacle sex, so that's one thing. Oh, there's tentacle sex when he's fight when he uh, <laughs> infiltrates the uh, the um, what is it like? It's like a poker high stakes poker game where you like play cards with like this cage with this thing in it scorpion yeah. thing it's basically prostitution yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he bakes him he, he bangs the tentacle lady so he could get the antidote to the poison thing it's know. so was, we can see chris hemsworth shirtless i mean it's totally gratuitous and i am i'm in i'm there for it you're all <laughs> so. good with it so let's yeah, um, i mean sure I mean, there's a couple other characters that come up. We've got the little, um, the little pawn, Pawnee guy who's uh, voiced by, uh, what's his name? I like him. Um, Camille Johnny. Camille Nagiani, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we have the the, the alien, uh, Rebecca Ferguson's character, Riza Stavros, yeah. is the alien. I didn't know that was, I didn't know Rebecca Ferguson was in this film. That's until. her. She's the ex-girlfriend. Yeah, of... I just, until that happened, I was like, what? Yeah. Okay, this seems strange. Yeah, well, strange that's, casting. you know, that's her later. Uh, but w- I guess what our main characters plus our main side characters, I'll start with you, Mama Kay. What do you think of the characters of this movie? Um, They're pretty cookie cutter. I give them a two, which is a bummer, because I really wanted to like, you know, I love Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson when they're in the Thor Valkyrie mode, and... I think they kind of relied on that energy to carry this through. You know, I don't know, maybe people who haven't seen the Marvel movies don't see it, but it just sort of felt like that. And I think they they put a lot on Tessa Thompson's shoulders to carry this film uh, because uh, Chris Hemsworth's character was so, I mean, yeah, I guess reckless and I don't know, uh, cavalier about everything. He needed a woman. Um, and she was so serious. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was pointed out many times in this movie about how men and black, not women and black. It should be men and women and black should be people in black. <laughs> you know, that was kind of mentioned a couple times, uh, in the movie, but otherwise everything, everybody was so transparent. And then who were the, you, you haven't mentioned the actual bad guys in this movie before we find out the ultimate bad guy, but those two, what was it like, Millie Vanilli dudes? I didn't understand what was going on. Oh, like the with... twins or the brothers? Yeah, I mean, I know what they were, but wow, I feel really expected. I mean, maybe I'm making a reference that y'all don't know about, but it's Millie Vanilli was this band that wasn't really a band back in the '80s, and it was bad. And they found out that they were lip syncing somebody else's music, and it looked just like those two dudes. And I just kept waiting for them to break out in those 80s hits the whole time. So, so those guys are hip-hop ca- dance. Distracting. They're hip-hop dance duo Les Le Twins. In real life, that's what they are? That's what they're called. That's what they're credited as. Laurent and oh Larry B- Bougie. You kind of called them. Nickname, Millie nickname Millie. Lil Beast and Cablaze. So there random. Oh, my God. So, so yeah. random. Okay, so... All right, well, it's... Yeah. I think we get the idea on the, char- the characters there. What do you think, Jess? <laughs> hmm. I think I'm going to give it a three. I mean, nothing oh. like um, what Mama K said. Nothing really stands out. But 
I think I'm a little biased because it had two of my favorite people in here, Chris Hemsworth and Liam Neeson. Um, so I think... Just, that's the only reason I got just to see this is because Liam Neeson said it. She's like, oh, well, I guess I got to see it now. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> she's a diehard. You could have used that with Godzilla, and I think I probably would have caved. She um, wasn't in it. Oh, oh, Vera Farmiga. What? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I wish I would have known Vera Farmiga is another like, automatic gets just to watch the movie. Okay. <laughs> so Chris Hemsworth... Um, He's not a dynamic actor, I feel like. When we watched um, <laughs> Hotel Royale, I don't, I didn't like him playing the character he did there. I thought it was awful. Hotel and I think Royale? he's on- Yeah. Oh, What's that? something about at the El Royale. Oh, bad times oh, like, at the El Royale. Bad times at the... Okay, that's Hotel Royale is <laughs> sticking with Jess's... Super uh, forgettable. Jess's uh, naming movies uh, not yeah. correctly. So, on brand. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, I did not like Cripps Hemsworth in there at all. I thought it was a bad choice of actor. Um, I think he's good at things like this, where he's kind of like... In power and like literal short funny, um, not the sharpest tool in the shed. That's how it's right. I, that right, right? Not yeah. sharpest nail. Okay. Yeah. No, no, you were right. No, I talked to okay, a... I was right. Okay. Yeah. So I think he does best like that, like Thor or this character. So I think he played it phenomenally well. Liam Neeson just has to be in a movie, and he does a good job. <laughs> and I really like <laughs> Tessa Thompson. I don't think I've watched anything with her or remembered anything with her, but I can't see why I wouldn't like her. She did a good job. Um, the acting was great. So, uh, yeah, I think the characters were just good overall. Again, nothing really to brag about, but nothing that was really bad. I mean, last year we both did see Annihilation and Thor Ragnarok, and she is in in both those movies and i think in both those movies oh, you were she like, was? Oh, I, I was like oh she, you were both times you're like oh i like her and i was like yeah it's tessa thompson you like her and then you did the same thing in this movie you're like i, I like oh, this one girl I- i'm like yes we've done this before and then i'm it's like tessa wait thompson. and she also looks like me and you're like yeah she does you kind of do look like it. tessa thompson <laughs> uh, so see so she is the first tile character so in annihilation she was like the meek shy girl and here she has all the confidence and like runs the shit so yeah uh i'm okay. landing between you guys at a, at a two five because uh, i i love tessa thompson in this i think she's great i haven't seen anything with her in it that i don't like her i've seen movies yeah. in her with her that i don't like but i always like her she is really good she's got a great charisma yeah. um her characters yeah, she's a are super always... emotive face like her face is so yeah she sells she sells it all and like her, she's always got yeah, yeah. brings extra dimensions to a character without much effort. It feels like she she's just a really she's charismatic. She's she's a good lead for this. Um, and Chris Hemsworth, she's a good girl crush. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> uh, and then Hemsworth is you know typically I like quite a bit. Um, boy and crush. Here he's, boy crush. Right. <laughs> we got the crushes in, in charges. It, it, on paper, it looks great. It looks like a spinoff of Thor Ragnarok. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's he's okay here. Um, super conventional, like, and that's like you said. Okay, the problem with everyone in this is, I I I get it. Like, I know Liam Neeson is and who he's gonna be, and I know Agency is yeah. the the red herring. Like, oh, you think he's a douche, but he's just he is a douche, but like he comes around a little bit. You know, Kamel's character in a little bit is gonna be like the funny little guy. Um, you just you know it. You know it. <laughs> like he, it's just very right. nothing surprises me at all. Nothing. Um, I guess that's more plot related, but the characters in their portrayal too. Um, I do like one small character, and we get him right here. Uh, Vungus. Uh, he's an alien royal member. This other tribe of people who are like very powerful, and they have like a tentative relationship with the with the earth people oh i i knew you would like this dude fungus is like uh, yeah the guy <laughs> I thought his name was fungus okay. i thought it was fungus too with an f no he's fungus uh very fungus clearly supposed to be fungus but... i think i kind of like fungus better for the way he looks like <laughs> yeah he's he like totally... this like schlubby he's jabba the hut but he but he has legs and he could walk he's not like like a thousand pounds he's he's like he's like a regular schlubby looking alien dude um and he's like buddies with chris hemsworth but for some reason mungus is like oh i don't you've changed i don't know if i can trust you and then he goes to m who he's been like doing weird (laughs) sexual advances on uh on tessa thompson (laughs) like very 
I didn't think that would fly in a 2019 movie, a PG-13 2019 movie, but there there he is doing yeah. very odd, suggestive, gross Creepy things. Creepy stuff. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I think he's, I, I do like Vungus. I think he, I think he's a fun character while he's, while he's here. His short time with us. Yeah, because very quickly, uh, the, the, the less, the less twins show up, the hip hop twins, I'm just going to call them that, who are overtaken by, who are currently aliens, because we see in an earlier scene, they take over the guy and it's it's whatever it, the, the, they're total MacGuffins they don't matter but they're uh, we get our little action scene here where Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth have to fight the little aliens uh, who are the breakdancing twins uh, after the club scene in a nightclub exactly yeah after the nightclub where all it's an alien nightclub so all of them are all right. kinds of different species are doing weird shit uh, I feel like it's a cantina scene from Star Wars. I feel like what's wrong That's with this is that I'm just I'm having trouble remembering things. It just it's so bland and like nothing sticks at yeah. all. Like I know I saw you mean right now you're having trouble. Yeah, like I I, I can remember the beats yeah. for the most part, but I'm like I'm like what ha- I'm like that happened and then that happened. Yeah, but and then like, it's I, like what was important or what was not important, and then. Right. Oh yeah, that happened. There were no really good like stick with me lines or stick with me funny moments. Like it, it's also really bland. It's it's just there's nothing, nothing's going on. Um, which is weird because at the time watching it, I was like, yeah, this is okay. I'm just kind of watching it, and I feel like when I watch it, I was like, oh, this is fine. I don't mind it. But now sitting here, you know, a couple days later, I'm like, I I don't really remember. <laughs> what happened i know what happened but like, i don't remember like the beats like i could sum this up in five minutes yeah i think that that's yeah accurate. twins fight them fungus is like here's my little crystal uh, spiky ball don't trust anyone and then he dies um yeah this has little tiny pieces of every movie you've ever seen put together i don't know what the rick and morty thing is that you're going to talk about later but <laughs> i mean that was like that was nick fury and winter soldier right there don't trust anybody it's like okay also you know, every S- X-Files episode, basically. Yeah. Um, and I guess before, this is going to be the plot as we go. They have the little ball. And I guess oh, it's just so hard for me to remember. Like, they have to, they're like, go to the... They go to Morocco. Yeah, and... but, like, I don't remember why. And then and they found <laughs> out what the little ball actually is in the desert. Yeah, they find out what the ball yeah. is. But, like, why did they go there with the ball? Was there someone to help them? Because they, they talked to that biker guy, but he doesn't really do anything. Uh, and then they go there and they're like, don't, and the agents like turn on them, but they're not aliens. They're just agents turning on them. I don't, I just don't, this whole middle chunk, I don't understand what's happening. And I guess, you know, this is the, the plotty of plotness of the movie is to stop the hive. This little ball has something to do with it, but we don't really know. So I guess I I guess this time, what what do you think of the plot of this movie? Do you, can you make more sense of it than I can? No, probably. I think you did a good job. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I think even like before going into it, this is not a movie I would typically watch. This is not a Jess movie at all. This is one that I'd probably stay far, far away from. So already (laughs) going into it, I'm like, I'm just watching this kind of for you guys for the trash on talk on it later. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I never... I thought there, I sat there and I never cared to think like, what happens next? What's gonna do this? Like, I just kind of sat there bored and like on my phone a little bit. Nothing really. (laughs) Yeah, I had no motivation at all to watch it or no motivation to think about it. It was just kind of there. I don't think it's bad enough to trash talk it and say like, oh, it was horrible. They served on this bag because it wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. Did you ever? I, I, did I space out? I, did you have a rating? I, I, I might have spaced out. <laughs> oh no! I'm just gonna what? give it um, a two five. It's just like that C student. <laughs> uh, this is really even just talking about it. I'm gonna. I don't even. This is not good. Even just talking about it, I'm like, uh, it's whatever. <laughs> like I don't. But I, I don't wouldn't even. necessarily like say it's bad. I'm not gonna sit here and trash talk it because I don't think it's bad. I think it's just. Right, like your average dull movie, and it's kind of what we expected going into it. I don't think there's anything that, I mean, the plot I guess could have done. <laughs> Mama Kay, do you have anything to add to the plot uh, with your with your score? Um, yeah. So, I mean, the plot is going to be the same as the. I mean, I might even bump the characters up, characters up to a two five because the plot is a two. It there the it's kind of like plot what plot, 
you know, I all you're doing to enjoy the movie, I think, and I did enjoy the movie, but to enjoy it, you have to go in there with really low plot expectations <laughs> and and just go with like, okay, this is happening now. This is awesome. Okay, well, now this is happening. That's like going on a unrelated. date. You go in with like low, low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way you have to date now. And those and those dates will actually meet those low expectations. You know, <laughs> That's kind of that's kind of what it felt like but at the end i kind of gave myself a little permission to have to be like okay well i really like when movies go to foreign countries so that's a plus for me um i like looking at pretty chris hemsworth and pretty tessa thompson so that's a plus for me uh, <laughs> that little pawnee guy in the beginning i found super irritating and all i could think of is that his name was pawnee like in parks and rec um yeah. I thought he was cute. And I then, think he probably was my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, and then he grew on me, and I think he was my favorite character as well. He kept he had the best lines. Um, he kept he actually kept the rapport between the two of them. I think they would have been a lot blander without having him in between. You know, they were kind of the straight men, and you know, and he was the comic relief. So. Um, but it just was kind of like, okay, well, this is the plot now, but we're going to change a little bit. Now this is the plot. And then there's the dancing twin guys and they're the bad guys. And this is the plot. And, but really, no, that's not what happens. Cause at the end it's somebody else. But then you're like, why is he a bad guy even anyway? I don't understand. So, yeah, so two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm landing Honestly, on. if the movie was just the first five minutes, just Chris Hemsworth and Liam Neeson in expensive, nice suits. Like I would, that would have done it for At me. At the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I would yeah. have just walked out with my Sprite and been like, "Yes, I like that. That was good." <laughs> I would have given that like a four. The whole plot would have been a four. And even the first part with the little girl, like in in you know in the bed, and she misses, she doesn't get you know doinked by that thingy. I'd be like, okay, but the rest of it, you're just like, <laughs> what? What is? What is? What is happening here? I would I mean, just watch the first five minutes, like. The whole two yeah. hours and been satisfied. Yeah. I do want to watch the part where they're riding on the bike. I thought that was pretty exciting. Um, and when the little cube thing turns into the Tesseract, I like that too. So, so cool. yeah, I'm on the board with you guys. This is a two-plot. Um, it's because it feels like a, a, like a pretty solid, competent screenwriter's first draft. And they were just like... All right, guess we're done. Like, let's not add any jokes. Right. Let's not like like the bones are there. The bones of a movie are here. Like, beat, beat, beat. Right. Put on a plot, kind of resolution. Here's the villain. Here's the twist. Like a little bit. Well, the, that's what I'm saying. But it also feels like it feels like the editor maybe have sl- had slipped a few things in backward. Like maybe they meant to edit it a different way, and it would still make just as much sense to me. Sense to me, you know, without shooting any more scenes. It's like if you put this here and that there. Okay, this movie still seems the same. Yeah, I think so. you're rearranging a skeleton. I don't think th- there's just no meat. Is my like there's no there's nothing like you said. The little guy's got the best lines. What's a line that you like of his? I can't remember any. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I, I remember the make- line where he's like you're a queen i pledge my allegiance and then uh but that was in the trailer so <laughs> anything that wasn't in the trailer it's like <laughs> no there had to have been one thing because i remember being in the theater completely all by my lonesome uh literally by myself and kind of giggling <laughs> a little bit and then feeling really strange about giggling in a completely empty theater and then feeling strange about thinking about that so there was one thing at least that you can't remember the next day <laughs> Brennan and I have this thing where if we see a movie by ourselves in like um an empty theater we run around the theater yeah we've, the we've done that a couple of times especially when it's those big <laughs> there you have when it's it. those yeah. old, it. when it's those old ones that have like the old seats and they're all close together and there's like like 200 seats in there but there's no one in there oh you got it you gotta do some laps in there I think just yeah. one do we take our shoes off and slide on the floor yeah we take our shoes off too Oh, that's a good idea. Well, no, because I mean, it's gross the, floors, the... but we had socks on, so... Well, I'm not taking my shoes off, no, <laughs> but one of one of the worker guys came in at one point, and I was almost like, get out, not your place, go, <laughs> you know, stop. Yeah, so, boring. Also, and I fell asleep. I, I'm just going to kind of skip ahead here, because there's nothing to talk about. The, the little thing <laughs> becomes what? a big gray gun that creates the Grand Canyon or whatever, and then later on they're going to use yeah. that, because it's like the ultimate weapon and can defeat the Hive. 
Um, and so we go to, so here is the Rick and Morty scene. So they go to, um, this little like castle and we meet Chris Hemsworth's ex-girlfriend who is like basically a human with like Egyptian hair. And then she has an extra arm or two extra arms. Do you have three, four? How many arms? Are two extra arms. There's just four total. I think. Oh, I thought you had three. What? I thought you only had, th- I thought I only oh. saw three, but one was on one side. So I was like. Why does, did she lose one, or just, is this type of person literally just a human with one extra arm on the left side? Because that That's is even weirder than having... <laughs> anyway. Two extra arms. Yeah, so anyway, there's... A, and then also there, we see this furry bodyguard-looking guy, and it just so happens to be the little creature from the beginning, which I saw coming, yeah. because they gotta have him come back, yeah. and as soon as they showed right. him as the bodyguard, I'm like, oh, that looks like the little thing from the beginning, but bigger. And they were like, they grow up to be real dangerous, and obviously he's like the bouncer. So there you go. Right. Obvious, obvious, yeah. obvious. It all like, but so if anyone has, so if anyone watches Rick and Morty, there's an episode called Raising Gazorpazorp. Um, and <laughs> what happens is Rick and Summer go to this planet run entirely by women, and the women are just humans with extra arms. Um, and they are, and it's like an Egyptian planet and they look just like her, except they have, a, a, they have extra, a couple extra arms. And then the males in that planet are these big hairy beast things that are uncontrollable, except Sounds for one, like somebody cheated. except for one that becomes Morty's like half son. And then that one has to be like given human connection and becomes like a good guy at the end. I'm like, Oh this is that, but same. like rearranged a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Like this is the like literally the same. Like it couldn't. It felt so ripped. Everything from like how the characters looked to like yeah. if, like uh, if you're listening and you know Rick and Morty, you know the episode. If not, go Google raising Gazorpazorp. Look at like the people in that episode. How do you fucking, even spell that? You if can't you told me to Google do that, that I would say. no one. Yeah, how would you actually spell something people like that? People watch Rick and I Morty. Mean, what? People know. It's a good show. People. Gazorpazorp? Gazorpazorp. I can okay. say Gazorpazorp. I can't say Raffy or whatever his name is. Rafe. I feel like Rick and Morty, you have to be completely high every time you watch that no, show. You just do. It's a legitimately it's good show. Mandatory. It, I mean, it is a good show. Thank you. I haven't seen an episode, but it is a good show. It doesn't help if you're high. I don't need to be high to no? watch Rick and Morty. It's it's good. It's good on its own volition. Um... <laughs> So that's that's the Rick and Morty scene, 100. percent If people know, people understand. I'm sh- I can't it be sounds, the only one. It sounds like it. I believe you. Um, I mean, that's a lot of coincidental coincidental things. So, so we go back, um, and it's they're like celeb because they kill the two rappers, like uh, or the break dancers, <laughs> whatever, the two <laughs> alien guys, and uh, Millie Vanilli. Yeah, they just shoot them with regular stuff, and they're just like. We would do anything for our home planet, and they're like, so would we, and then they fade away, and they're like, oh, maybe that's not the end, and they go back into the celebrating party, and Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth are like, something doesn't feel right, even though nothing really feels wrong. Something's weird. Yeah. Even though everything is completely normal. Yeah, I don't, I didn't even get a sense that anything was weird, and, you know, it's... Agency like finds evidence, the, the, the guy who we think was a bad guy, but is actually working for them, and he's actually a like a confidant and we find out that high T is the in the mole on the inside and he's what? he's the guy yeah, because surprise. you couldn't tell from the fucking trailer that he was going to be the guy of course he was going to be the guy and then he's going to be the guy and then within the first 5 minutes when they show him fighting in the Eiffel Tower and then they cut away before the battle's done and then later on they're just like oh yep we won and Chris Hemsworth won <laughs> yep. and I, of course, like of course, and then of course they did some sort of mind erase thing because he keeps repeating that same line over and over again. We we, right. we won with nothing but our wits and our little guns and. But you it's, think it's, it's if so you fucking had obvious. no memory, you would be aware of the lack of memory. I don't know. That, I didn't buy I that. Especially if you you're are, like though. a special agent for the thing that's been using the thing. Like if anyone were to understand it, it'd be him. But you know, those little memory devices very powerful. So I guess it just completely. I know, but it's also Hemsworth and his character is just pretty to look at. It's like okay, I give him I give him a break for that because it's okay. Good. Okay. You pass. It's it's fine. Well, whatever. You pass. pass. Even if you got doinked, it doesn't matter. It's like you're all good. So, I mean, I guess we haven't talked about the visual and sound at all. There's some music in this. Um, There's gadgets. I don't know, Mama K. What do you think of the visual and sound? 
that, I mean, it's probably the best part of the movie because, I mean, the stuff that you're watching is, you know, there is no um, little Pawnee guy that doesn't really exist in real life. And there's aliens that don't exist in real life. Um, Hemsworth looks really good. So I'm going to go with, I'm giving that like a three, three and a half because. Yeah. 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 Just <laughs> the, you know, the whatever we're grading, uh, visual and sound. The suits are nice. Oh, one more thing. Sorry, Tessa Thompson wearing giant boots and running. Can we stop doing this to women in films? The men and women. Why can they wear? (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean, why can't? Why? Why does every woman have to run in heels? Why can't she just be wearing flats like he's wearing? You know, there will be a day where a woman can run in flats without a bra on, and it's going to be okay. Oh god, I don't know if that's going to happen, but. You know, good on you if it does. So, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, anyway, okay, that was that. Sorry, forgot about that. Come oh back. no, you're fine. I will probably give this a three five. I think I agree with Mama K that this the visual and sound was the best part of the movie. There was no point where I was like, "This is corny." The aliens look fake. Like I think the aliens were legit. At one time, it reminded me of Halloween Town because it's kind of like you go into a separate world that no one knows about, and then there's. And it was the um, club scene where all the aliens are partying. It reminded me of Halloween Town where you walk in and all the monsters and all the ghouls are partying. And I was like... <laughs> of course. I don't know. <laughs> that was similar. My yep. favorite um, visuals was probably when they were in like that Middle East kind of area. I don't know what it was technically yeah. was supposed to be, but I thought that was cool to look at. Um, anything really was... I mean, the purple Rubik's Cube. That was cool. I don't know. Yeah. Pawnee is my favorite, so they <laughs> they drew him up nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pawnee's I'm also good. gonna land on a three five, very begrudgingly. I was trying to like run it down because I don't really because everything else is so bland. But yeah, I mean everything looked pretty good. All the it's aliens good. looked good. I, everything looked pretty. The music is fine. There's a couple of good things in there. I do like the club scene. I tend to like club scenes uh, if they're done, you know, because they're kinetic. <laughs> they've got slow mo and and they've got you know different people walking across the floor. The music's always bumping. There's always like something suspicious going on in there. Club scenes are fun, and this is no exception. Uh, it's a good scene. Uh, and then, but that's what I kind of remember. And it's got Vungus, you know, good old Vungus. They also make the Eiffel Tower look really nice. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a nice thing and everything. But I don't feel like it's not hard to nice... make the Eiffel Tower look nice. I mean, it's... It's hard to make it look interesting, though, because everyone, it's so iconic. Everyone knows what it is. And there are pieces of it where they're, they're really close up and you can just see ironwork and stuff. I kind of dig that. Yeah. Um, I like, like I said, I like the international part of this. Thanks for going to Morocco. And that's fun. Yeah, and so that's you know that's probably all of us our strongest point. Um, fight at the end, whatever. High T fights High T and the Hive hybrid fights. Uh, um, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson's fighting like the black hole that's in the that's in the Eiffel Tower that I guess no one noticed. Um, and then uh, it's like a Ghostbusters kind of yeah. It's what this part kind of feels portals. like. And then uh, Pawnee yeah. kind of saves the day. She saves Tessa Thompson from getting sucked into the hole. Um, and then, yay. And then she shoots the hole <laughs> with the gun. And then the big gun, and it blows up the hive mm-hmm. and, and kills Liam Neeson, and we're, and we're good. Um, and then that's exposed. So Agent uh, O uh, j- uh, shows up. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Emma Thompson's character. And she's like, oh, nice, mm-hmm. nice job, guys. Uh H, you could you could lead MIB probationary because she because Tessa Thompson was probationary this whole time and, and then Tessa Thompson gets her full promotion she gets her little uh, mind eraser thing mind blur thing right. so that you know that's her like sign of being promoted and uh, that's the it that's the end of it I don't I didn't say for a post credit scene I I don't think there was one but um uh, overall <laughs> resonance and feel of the movie uh, let's start with Jess what do you got for that. I don't know. I think a 1-5, and that's probably generous. I think it's pretty obvious how we feel about it, or if there was any residents considering how difficult it was to even talk about the plot. I don't think there's much to say from that. <laughs> yep, Mama K. <laughs> <laughs> well, so listen, I'm going to be problematic here and say that probably like a three and a half because what? i as i'm watching the very end <laughs> yeah what sorry no, i'm, I'm just surprised um well as i'm as i'm watching the end of the movie i start thinking this is going to be one of those movies that when it, you know five years from now when it's on amc or whatever 
I'm going to watch it. Like, I'm going to watch it. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> there, because I am, because it has pretty things that I like, and that's really all it. <laughs> All I so you could watch it in mute, basically. I could watch it in mute, but I think the club scene, you have to have the sound on. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I and I was surprised because I did start doing some thinking as I was watching it. Just like, what, how am I going to, what am I going to say about this? And oh yeah, and I zoned out when, a couple times. You know, when things were, well, I slept through part of it. <laughs> Apparently it didn't yeah, matter. Yeah, 3-5, so, that gave me a nice know. nap time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I slept through some really good movies, though. You know Yeah, this. you sleeping is no indicative. You stayed awake all through Godzilla, and you think that's the worst movie of all time, so. <laughs> I know. If I stay awake for the whole movie, that's that's usually not a good sign. But after, when I woke up, I was a little unnerved, because it is weird to fall asleep by yourself in a theater. Like, that seems like I just went in to have a nap, so. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm giving it such a high, because I really do feel like it's one of those ones that I will like kind of shamefully watch when it's on all right well i'm gonna give this a one five as well uh, with jess um you know what no i'm not i'm gonna give it a one because i can't (laughs) because i'm surprised i even remembered as much as i could to talk about it i will not yeah and you you usually remember bad things so i for you to like stumble across a plot it must have been super dull at the end of the year, when I'm putting my top five together, top ten, I will forget. If I didn't keep an Excel sheet of every movie I've ever watched, I would have forgot. I would forget this movie. Um, and it's just, oh. yeah. And the thing is, I'm kind of having fun while I'm watching. Not not fun, but I am mildly amused. I'm not clawing my eyes out bored. But but when I'm but when it's done, it's like it's just it. Like all right, on to the next. Like there's just like nothing. Nothing sticks. It's just so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's not bad. Like we're not here trashing it. But no, it's, it's a competent good. like C C plus with nothing memorable, which is a, a kind of a shame. And you know, let's just roll into our. But I'm gonna watch over and over. Well, let's roll into that, again. Mama K. Since you seem to be the kindest somehow at the end of this, would you actually recommend Men in Black International? I would. I feel though now that I'm just like maybe in. I'm in the Hemsworth glow. Is that what it is that I'm being like? It is an know, epidemic. Taken in by that. <sighs> It is a thing. I mean, it's I think a it's a legitimate yeah, if thing. If you think you're going to watch it again, it sounds you know, like, I mean, to me, it sounds like you're recommending yeah. it. You gave it a, some, a lot of high I'm scores. I'm recommending it. I'm, yeah. If you like uh, watching movies with guys named Chris, I think this is perfect. <laughs> Do it. All right. Jess? Um, probably not. I couldn't even tell you. Like, if you were like, oh, would you recommend this? I couldn't tell you what it's about or why I would recommend it. So that's <laughs> probably a good sign here that... I can't communicate about it is it's probably best for me not to say anything at all. I think what would have happened when I walked straight out of this movie, if we had recorded this literally half hour after I got back from the movie, I probably would have been given it like a really, really weak recommend. I was like, eh, it was kind of fun. You know, you could do worse, but having be a few, having been a few days removed from it. No, it's not a recommend. It's, it's nothing. <laughs> I, I <laughs> movies need to, to do something like this doesn't do anything. Um, it, and when I say entertain you while you're watching it, it's mild. It's so mild. Like, it's, oh, it's like a, uh, I can't even. F- it is mild, but it's a little bit like maybe cinnamon toast. Like, it's, it's you know, it's naughty <laughs> and bad for you, but you kind of like it anyway. But it's really just white bread. No, it's so. regular toast. So <laughs> I've like, never heard of a metaphor it's not like regular that. Toast. It is. It's regular toast with a little tiny bit of butter at the very center, and you work your way through the fucking crust <laughs> so you can have the one DJ scene. Like, it's and then and you're like, eh, it's fine. I'm never gonna remember this piece of toast, but it, I'm not hungry anymore. I guess. Like that's what this is. <laughs> it's crazy wow. how you have a breakfast a analogy. We rated so high with visual and sound, but so low with residents. Like. It doesn't yeah, average out. It's we didn't kind of tra- like- Yeah, it, we, and that's the thing is like movies where like I would rate certain things as like one and a half or twos, and then I would recommend them at the end because they're like the like uh, I hate talking about our old reviews, but The Intruder that's a horrible movie, way worse than this technically. But I would so much rather watch The Intruder again than not ever watch this again. Did I see that? No, you you, you were afraid of it, oh, even okay. though it was barely a horror movie. Oh, it's a scary movie. Okay, no barely. Way. You need to get over that. I thought you were talking about um, Taken in the Snow. That's not the intruder. Oh, no, no Taken that's in the Snow. Pursuit. I would definitely watch again. That's that's kind of like this, but better. Like like as far as like I don't remember a whole lot. But... Yeah, they feel kind of like the same movie to me, actually. No, I think Taken in the Snow. Liam Neeson. 
Also, do you <laughs> notice that they shoot Liam Neeson from the side in this movie, which they never shoot Liam Neeson from the side. There's never a profile shot. And I think it was because they wanted him to look like an alien because he looks like an alien from the side. All right. Well, that's all I have yeah, for this. Yeah, that's it, I think, of this one. Um, I hope we didn't bore everyone to tears because I'm sure as hell bored by this movie. Um, if you, you know... <laughs> If you made it through this, bravo. Um, if you love this movie, let us know. And if you are on our side, you know, I, I think most people are. At least the critics and the audience and the Metacritic and IMDb and every, every score known to man is low Just on this. Just tell, so. tell us, yeah, tell us in the comments that you think it also reminds you of Rick and Morty. Yeah, please do. Confirm <laughs> with me that they stole Brennan, the, that 20-minute sequence from Rick and Morty. They did, yeah. 100%. Um, validate it so that, so that Brennan feels validated okay well thank you guys for being on wait, um, wait, you... one more thing there was one i forgot to say there was one thing i laughed at of this movie but it was a joke i made myself when liam neeson <laughs> stole the yes. purple am- a rubik's cube i was like haha he took it and i was like of course he took yes! it. Fuck out of here. <laughs> they fucking took it. Taking <laughs> yes, the, pur- yes. the purple Rubik's Cube. <laughs> that was it. Uh, every oh, every movie just sees Liam Neeson. It a must see movie. He's taken something. Taken. He took the purple Rubik's Cube. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, the funniest God. part of this movie is the joke just made to yep. herself in the, alone in the yeah. audience with that one weird guy who saw it. <laughs> <laughs> why'd you say that for the end that's gold right. that's good stuff all right so, um <laughs> if you want to get in contact with this though it's films with a woman in my life on facebook films woman pod on twitter if jess you know is still managing that i don't know if she is but um yeah i don't yeah. know why you haven't fired me yet yeah okay so do facebook then don't do twitter uh or instagram i'm always on instagram uh brennan underscore pod host i've said it the past couple episodes but there is the women director tournament going on right now every day there's a new matchup that you can vote on my story um we are in the middle of the second round right now although when this comes out we might be at the end of the second round um i think we have like yeah eight ish directors left female directors so a lot of the big the big dogs are already out, so it'll be a... Yeah, some of my favorites are getting killed. I mean, jeez. Yeah, you lost your favorite. I mean, we lost Catherine Bigelow in the first round, which I think is ludicrous. because right. you know, Huge mistake. But whatever, you know, it's it's the people the people vote. It's uh, it's up to you guys. So, uh, again, that's Brennan underscore pod host if you want to participate in that. It's been pretty fun so far. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for doing this one with us. Hopefully we got something more upbeat in the in the future here. I think Toy Story 4 is next week, so I have a feeling that'll be a much more fun thing to talk about. We'll at least have a plot. I, I, it's Pixar. It's even its worst shit is better yeah. than this. So, all right. Well, <laughs> thank you guys for being on. Thank you, Jess. Thank you, Mama Kay. Bye bye. Thanks, guys. Until next time, everyone. This is Brennan signing off, saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at FilmsWomenPod, and check out our website, FilmsWithTheWomen.Libsyn.com. That's FilmsWithTheWomen.L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening, and enjoy your movies.